Hey, family, if you are new here and listening to older episodes, we've made some changes. We rebranded and changed the name of the Abundant Living Podcast to Wealth and Wisdom Together with Wesleya and Willa. You're in the right place, and we're glad you are listening. So enjoy this episode. I know that this episode is important to us because you know, we both realized it was at that point that we turned 30 that you get that aha moment. And like yeah. you were even saying, there's a point in time in your life when you actually just stop and you do want the wisdom. And it's like there's a, it's a crossroad, right? Today on the Abundant Living Podcast, we are talking about the 30s. Lessons learned from our financial crossroads. Welcome to the Abundant Living Podcast. We are your hosts, Wesleya Eccles and Willa Williams, co-founders of Trinity Financial Coaching. We are a community of wealth partners who are Christian professional women that lift up the double protection of wisdom and wealth. We believe wisdom is better when it's paired with money, especially if you get both while you're still living. Every week, we'll have conversations guided by this principle from Ecclesiastics 7, 11 through 12 to help you manage your money confidently, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally. So we invite you to subscribe, rate, review, and share the Abundant Living Podcast with your friends and with your family. We're so happy that you are listening to this episode listen i saw a instagram post that said that today's millennials is like the only generation that would have experienced what did it say they experienced a pandemic two recessions <laughs> and possibly world war three that's crazy yep that yep. is crazy to think that a lot of people in their 30s have experienced mm -hmm. a lot they're going to talk to their children like our grandparents talked to us when they were like yeah i remember when we came yep. through and they'll have similar and, stories so considering all of that we still have to seek wisdom and understanding and enjoy a fulfilled life yes wartime mm. inflation Mm -hmm. We can still do it, though. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But when we look at the word, we can see how we have wandered around thinking we're seeking the right thing. But because we were still young. Yep. I was grown when I was 18 to 29. <laughs> but I really wasn't mature. And I know, I know, I didn't know what to do, how to plan for my future. But I was determined to work it out. It took me a minute to understand that I needed the wisdom of the Father to get together in my mind. It really took me a minute to understand that I needed the wisdom of the Father to go through and be prepared to build for my future. Yeah. So let's take a look at what the Word says. We're going to go to the book of Ecclesiastics. I know whenever we think about Ecclesiastics, we always think about the scripture that talks about there's a time for all things, mm -hmm. a season for all things. 
this time we're going to Ecclesiastes 7. And we're going to read verses 11, 12, and 23. Wisdom is better when it's paired with money. Especially if you get both while you're still living. Double protection, wisdom and wealth. Plus this bonus, wisdom energizes its owner. Take a good look at God's word. Who could simplify and reduce creation's curves and angles to a plain straight line? Can't nobody do that but God. I tested everything in my search for wisdom. I set out to be wise. But it was beyond me, far beyond me, and deep, oh so deep. Does anyone ever find it? I concentrated with all my might, studying and exploring and seeking wisdom, the meaning of life. I always wanted to identify evil and stupidity, foolishness and craziness. Ecclesiastics at that point in that verse 23 was talking directly to and about me. Mm. Because... I was trying to do all those things. I set out to be wise. I tried to figure out how to do it on my own and none of that stuff worked. Yeah. I had to seek God's guidance and his understanding and his word on stewardship. Yeah. And how to manage, how to enjoy, how to share, be benevolent, how to live a fulfilled life with money. And I was only able to get it yeah. once I decided that he is the one who can and the only one who will be able to teach me because I, you know, I knew everything on my own. But nonetheless, when I got 30, I got a clue. I know that this episode is important to us because, yeah. you know, we both realized it was at that point that we turned 30 that you get that aha moment. And like yeah. you were even saying with the scripture. There's a point in time in your life when you actually just stop and you do want the wisdom. And it's like there's a, it's a crossroad, right? Where you're realizing I can go this way and get this outcome or I can go this way and get this outcome. And now you got to figure out what is your desired outcome. And I think it's when we're 30 is when we kind of start picturing what does financial success look like for me? And then in my case, it had to be for me and my family because by the time mm-hmm. I was 30, I had been married seven years because I got married young well young according to my daughters <laughs> I got married when I was 22 mm-hmm. had my first child at 23 while we were mm-hmm. still trying to figure it out mm-hmm. still trying to figure it out still trying to like you said make the right choices and it was then when I did seek the word to say okay well what does the word of God say about finances and and yeah. one of the things that rang true was about my heart and attachment to money and and my tithing. That was the first yes. thing that stuck out. Yes. Like, how is this window of abundance supposed to be open to me if I'm not even willing to trust God and his word and what he says? So that was one of the first things that my husband and I did when we decided that we're going to walk in wisdom as it relates to our finances. Mm-hmm. We committed to tithe. And we said, we'll figure everything else out from the 90, but we're going to give God his from the, from the top. And we really dug deep, like, yeah, we got to follow God's wisdom on how to handle money. And that's what we took into our 30s and how we were able to do a lot of the things 
that we were able to do and relearn, rebalance was key. We had to rebalance and we had to relearn a lot of stuff because like you said, if we didn't have a mentor. You know, just listening to, to what you said, I was 29 when I got married. So I tried to do all that stuff <laughs> built on my own. And when I got married, my husband and I, thank God, he was prepared and ready to go forward mm -hmm. and listen to the word. When you go back to that scripture and it says you get double protection. When you get wisdom and wealth. And when you said you guys rebalanced, you re-looked at things. Mm -hmm. The wisdom energized you. Yes, absolutely. And that's what the word says. That mm -hmm. was the bonus. Yeah. Wisdom energizes you. So that that's absolutely excellent. You seek after that wisdom, the Lord gives it to you, and it's the catalyst. The 30s for us and in general. Honestly, mm -hmm. the 30s are the years for building and protecting your wealth. We did have to stabilize our finances. Coming into the 30s was the time where we honestly sat down and came up with our plan of how we were going to get out of debt. We basically were, was, we did a snowball before we even knew that was a name. But that was just <laughs> a strategy that we had. Well, we're going to pay off this first. And then whatever mm -hmm. we were paying on that, we're going to put that on this. And so we got out of our credit card debt. And after I had my first child, it was so funny because at the end of my maternity leave, I was fighting so hard not to go back to work. I was like, I don't want to go back to work. I was trying to think of anything that I could to not have to go back to work. But we weren't in a financial position to do that at the time. <laughs> but because that was in my heart, we started planning our budget, basically centering it around one income. As we were progressing, my husband got his dream job at Microsoft. We really started this path where we could basically live off of one income. We used my income to continue to pay off our remaining debt, as well mm -hmm. as super funding, I'll call our savings and, and investing, right? I had my second child. And then after I had my second child, she had some medical issues. And this was right when I had my dream job at the time. <laughs> and so I had to study for all of my licensing exams. I had become a financial advisor at a national brokerage firm. And so I had to study while she was ill, going back and forth in the hospital. And I did it. It was only by... God's grace and hand and the support of our community that allowed all that to happen because I had to travel for training as she was recovering. But she had been in a hospital for a month when she was three months old. And it was just a lot to go through. But I'm grateful because even in that, we had stabilized our finances. <laughs> we had already started eliminating our consumer debt and we were on a path to funding our emergency fund. And because we had eliminated our debt, our credit score had already improved. <laughs> and so now it was just a matter of, okay, keep things stable, right? So that my oldest daughter could stay in her rhythm because we didn't want the illness of our youngest daughter to distract her. Mm -hmm. And 
And then when Kennedy got better and they started growing, I'm having this realization that I don't want to work the hours that I was working and come home and try to do in all the things. It was too much for me at the time. And because of the financial practices that we had prior to, we came together. I sought the Lord and asked him, what do I do? And he opened it up for me to have the flexibility that I wanted as a mother, but still be able to provide financial education and counseling. And I did not have to worry about money so much. So I was able to pull back from that job. I actually quit that job. I feel like I retired in my 30s, honestly, <laughs> because of the flexibility and freedom that I had to to shift. <laughs> and that was just powerful. It was powerful to have been able to early on rebalance, like I said, but then to seek the Lord for wisdom. And he tells you what to do and you're able to do it and not have to say, well, I can't afford to do that. No, I, I can't afford to leave that job and go over here and work for flexibility f at half my salary. Because we sought wisdom early on and made those changes, I'm thankful that we were able to do that. So I think if you are in your 30s and you're looking at babies coming and marriage and all of that, having stability in your finances mm -hmm. and having funding your, your emergency fund and eliminating your debt and improving your credit score and making sure you have insurances and all that in place, that's going to help you make those decisions. Because again, if you're seeking the wisdom of the Lord for your next move, you have to be able to move and not allow your finances to be your excuse for not moving. That's right. That's right. But it sounds like when you guys were first married, you made that decision mm -hmm. and you took action on that decision, mm -hmm. which positioned you to be able to <laughs> come out of the workforce, yeah, yeah. which is what you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So that that is absolutely excellent. But those are excellent examples of what we do while we're in our 30s and we're living every yeah. day and, and building. But another thing that we have to do while we're in our 30s is to really begin to prepare for the future, for retirement. Mm -hmm. I don't really think <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't thinking about retiring when I was in my 30s. I just wanted to get my good government job <laughs> and be prepared with a pension. Mm -hmm. So at the end of that time, I would retire and I get my pension check every month. Mm -hmm. Well, I quickly learned mm -mm, my pension check and Social Security were not going to be the ones that were going to sustain me during retirement. I had to do other things to build wealth. Yes. To secure a financial future for my retirement. Yeah. I had to do that. And I'm so glad that my husband was on board to do that. We started really by establishing a retirement day. I did not want to work past 50. Mm -hmm. I, it wasn't a fire kind of situation. You know, financial independence, retire early. It, it wasn't that. I just, <laughs> I did not want to work past 50. So that meant that I needed to prepare financially to be mm -hmm. able to, like you did, come out the workforce. 
But it was important to me to make sure that I could help with the household, not just get a check or not just get dividend checks. I wanted to be able to help my husband, who, by the way, he retired, but he's still working. He likes it. So some people continue to work because they want to continue to work. So after I established the date and then the amount, it's funny because when I, the very first time I established the amount, I called my partner, Miss Eccles. I said, can I retire on this? She, she said, what you think? <laughs> well, nonetheless, <laughs> I worked a few more years, add some more zeros to that. So wait, and then wait, I went wait, back. wait, wait, wait. I can't let yes, you just put did. that out yes, there yes, like she that. Yes, she did, y'all. Mm-hmm. She I told me. I was still a visor. <laughs> and um, yeah. I crunched some numbers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she didn't crunch the numbers I wanted to hear. I wanted and to hear. Asked, oh, girl, yeah. Can you comfortably mm-hmm. live on this mm-hmm. amount in your retirement? A light bulb went off and I was like, no, right. not really. And so I kept working. But it was okay. I was secure in my position. I was just hmm, trying to get ready. That was just a planning activity. Yeah, but that's also the importance of knowing the number. Mm -hmm. We talked about that in the retirement planning Mm -hmm. episode. It's important to know the number because oftentimes we get frustrated at 45. And say, I want to retire (laughs) at 50. Mm -hmm. And you can't. So if early retirement is something that you desire, if that Mm -hmm. is your way of defining financial success for yourself, especially in your 30s, Mm -hmm. you've got 20, 25 years to make it happen. Start looking at those numbers, like you said, and examining that retirement date and figuring out how much it is that you have to save in order to get there. So I I love that you (laughs) you brought that up. but That's hilarious. Oh, I'll never forget that (laughs) ever because it it made me worth it. But it was, again, it was okay because it was necessary. And because I wasn't in a, a negative work environment where it was hard to work. Yeah. It was pleasurable. I just was, didn't want to do a nine to five. So you, you got your date all set. You got to your mount. You know what you're going to do, what you want to do. One of the things that you have to do that's important because you need to come up with ways to fund your retirement. Yeah, rethink your budget a little bit. Just take a look at it. Review your assets. Maybe you need to do some asset reallocation. If you're not investing, you need to start. If you are, look at diversification and rebalancing of your investments. Again, you are doing things in order to prepare for your retirement. This is in your 30s. Some people haven't done it by 30s. And one thing that's really important Always understand what your net worth is. It's truly important Mm -hmm. because your net worth is going to be a true picture of where you are. A lot of people have a lot of conversation about um, home buying. And what I'm realizing, and so we did buy our starter home. Let's see. That would have been in our late 20s when we bought our starter home. But then when I was 32, we bought what I considered our dream home and we still own that home to this day. And, but I understand that home ownership might not be for everybody. That might not be everybody's ministry because what comes along with home ownership also comes the maintenance and the upkeep 
And it's a lot that comes into home buying. And I know you'll have a lot of people who will try to tell you, well, you're not doing well with your money if you don't own a home. Well, I want you to consider if you don't buy a home, if you choose not to buy a home and you choose to rent, that you still have a very strategic investing discipline. The difference between what you would pay for rent, if you will, and home maintenance and upkeep, that difference, you should be investing. And we forget that for previous generations, that's all they knew, the importance of land and owning land. And I'm not saying that mm -hmm. it's not important. You do not hear me saying that it is not important <laughs> to own land and own property. That is not what I'm saying. <laughs> I agree with, with respect to the home ownership. My husband and I did property management. We owned several homes and we made it possible for many renters to have good, clean, safe, secure, decent housing. And we saw that as an opportunity to benefit us, but also to benefit them. Mm -hmm. So it can be a positive, but it does come with responsibilities, financial responsibilities and risk management responsibilities. So it's good to do it, but just know that it does come with some responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I think is very important for your 30s, you have to begin to see and think about the things that are most valuable and important in life and in living a fulfilled lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. I think you do start to see that. I know I did. And again, part of the wisdom and the journey that, that I understood in this whole thing of the lifestyle is we began to travel. Mm -hmm. So we began mm -hmm. to purposely take family vacations because mm -hmm. at this point, <laughs> my husband's company is starting mm -hmm. to flourish. Mm -hmm. And he recognized that because of his work ethic, he would just continue to work and continue to grind. Yeah. So we were intentional that we had two trips every year, two one-week trips every year. Yeah. One week with our family, all four of us. Mm -hmm. And then we also had a trip for just he and I. Because we would tell the girls, we are no good to you <laughs> if we can't be good to each other. We set aside monies in order for us to do that. And we made sure that wow. we plan two trips a year. And travel is still something that my family values. Like we mm -hmm. even realized when I was 36, I got my master's degree. That's when I got my MBA. Mm -hmm. And the college that I attended, it was Ca uh, California Baptist University. My graduation was in California. And we had to travel. This was 2008. Oh, my gosh. So we, <laughs> we traveled to California that year for my graduation. And I was so concerned because it was in December and we would be traveling during Christmas and we weren't going to have like the traditional Christmas. And our children loved the experience. Once we saw that, we made that like a standard time for us to travel, A, because of their school schedule. And mm -hmm. then it allowed us to get someplace warm. And like I said, to this day, they're 27 and 24 <laughs> now, and we still value our 
family vacation and they have their own lives and their own cities. But we still find a time to try to come together so that all four of us could spend time together. And we love it. And that was something that we established in my 30s. Mm-hmm. You know, I think once we got married and a few years into the marriage, we were both in our 30s and we did the same thing. It became important for us. Mm-hmm. We started traveling on our anniversary, October hurricane season in Florida, but we loved it. Yeah. We would come every year and the people wouldn't, why are you going? I don't care about no hurricane. We worked too hard. We were the kind of people who had sick banks, vacation banks. Mm-hmm. Take yeah. an aspirin, go to work. That's the kind of thing that we mm-hmm. would do. And so getting the vacation in was truly important and it gave us a chance to relax. Yes. It gave you a chance to experience something different. Mm-hmm. Traveling is so important and we really didn't um, understand that. It hit me again once I got ill and I had surgery. Then I, I, it was, it's like these things and times in your life mm-hmm. that remind you of, listen, value yeah. life, value preparations for life. Prepare now yeah, so that you'll be ready when the time comes and you it's, decide you want to do those things. And the cool thing is, is that all the trips weren't always extravagant. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was a time where we had to be really lean. And I was like, well, what are we going to do? We got to take vacation, right? During that summer, I planned a staycation yeah. with the kids. I invited their cousins to come over (laughs) and spend a week and every day we did something different in the city Mm -hmm. that didn't necessarily Mm -hmm. cost a lot of money so there was a pool Mm -hmm. and brick center (laughs) near our house so one day we spent the day at the pool just like if we had gone on vacation and laid out by Mm -hmm. the pool and Mm -hmm. had a picnic and and then we went downtown we did all these different things and we created everything that we would do on vacation away yeah I recreated that locally and it was a blast. And then one year we did a road trip. And so we just drove from Detroit and we drove uh, to Florida making stops along the way. So we stopped in Birmingham. We stopped in the mountains. So we were just very creative because sometimes you might make a decision because of where you want to be for your financial success with how you're saving and how you're investing that look it might be lean but that doesn't mean that you can't still do the things that you value most right be creative and figure out a way using less money it's important before your 30s you're really grinding 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 but once you get there and you begin to see that oh you know I you just start to balance some things. Yeah, yeah, even as you're progressing and climbing up the, the corporate ladder, so to speak, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. still, because there's a level of maturation, I yeah. think that starts to come. I yeah. think with each decade yeah. is another level of maturation, right? Yeah. And I think yeah. in the 30s, you start thinking like, yeah, I want to climb this ladder. I'm going to be a diligent earner. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's wisdom from the Lord. Being a, digi- yes. a diligent earner, working as to God, not as unto man. So you're going to do that. But then because you have good work ethic, you're also going to understand that you need that balance and you're not going to work yourself to death. 
right? I think also in my 30s, I realized the importance of serving. And that's when I really honed in on becoming a servant leader. I was working very diligently, not only out of my home at work, but I was also working diligently at my church mm -hmm. because service was important. And not only at my church, but I was also serving in my community, doing different things, assisting whether with uh, the parent group or with the art theater, just doing different things to be of service because mm -hmm. that's also important too. We are all blessed to be a blessing. And sometimes what we want to provide, we can, everybody can just can't write a check to help. Right. And then every organization don't need a check for help. They need all hands on deck. <laughs> so you find out the things that you're passionate about and then you start serving. We have to be well balanced. And I think in our 30s, we really start thinking about that. You, I think you do. I agree. And right. When, when you think about it, when you begin to serve in other areas, it brings value to you as well as the person that yes. you're serving. We were reminiscing on our 30s. Yeah. Because we recognized that was when things just started to click for us. Mm -hmm. We understood, like I said, <laughs> we should be diligent earners. We should be prudent spenders, cautious debtors, generous givers, and savvy savers. We realized that we needed to do that, but we did not have a community, so to speak, that could help us along the way or a yeah. financial mentor to help us along the way. We just wanted you to know that we understand all the different decisions that you are trying to make as you're either approaching your 30s or in your 30s. And hey, we're here. If you need a mentor, if you need a financial auntie, a financial big sister, That's right. That's somebody right. just to bounce some ideas off of or, or to answer a question, we are here. And that's why we want you to also join the mm -hmm. Abundant Living Facebook community because we will mm -hmm. be in that community. We'll be teaching. We'll be connecting with you. We'll be supporting you as well as all the other members who are in the community, supporting each other. It's so important when you know that you're not by yourself, you're not alone, you're not the only one thinking a certain way. There's plenty of opportunity in that community for you to put in questions, topics that you would like to discuss. Just give us a heads up. We'll be right there to bring answers, responses, and opportunities to share. We are so glad that you have been with us today. Remember that our end goal for you is always financial transformation, financial success, fulfillment, and wealth on your terms. We've had a great time today and pray that what was shared in this episode helps you manage money confidently, build wealth intentionally, and live life in a fulfilling way. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at MyTFCoach. Bye for now and continue to live abundantly under the double protection of wealth and wisdom. Putting God first as you manage money confidently, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally.